Good afternoon, and welcome to the Parks and Recreation Commission for Marin County for May 20th, 2021. I'd like to call the meeting to order. Dana, would you start with roll call, please? Commissioner Gardado? Yeah. Commissioner Harris? Present. Commissioner Kennings? Here. Commissioner O'Brien? Here. Commissioner Rafel? Here. Commissioner Scrimmon? Here. Commissioner Stomp? So we're missing Mary. Very good. Uh, let's go on to item number two on our agenda, which is public comment. Just like to remind people, this is an opportunity for people in the public to make up to a three minute comment, but due to the Brown Act, the, the commission cannot respond to it, but we certainly will listen and, and put it into the record. Do we have anyone that's interested in making a public comment? We have one hand raised. Okay and they are allowed to speak now. Hello, welcome. Could you identify yourself, please? Sorry, I didn't realize it was muted. Yes, uh, Bill Hale, HALE, um, by Lagoon Park. Um, we need a memorandum of understanding between parks, cultural services, and public works if the park is to get the best practices it deserves. It's not getting that now. Um, San Francisco Opera. I expected, foolishly, I guess, for the Parks Department to be looking out for park users. And that's not what happened. I sent an email to uh, Max and to Ellery about um, the fact that they had inundated one of the picnic areas with latrines. They moved latrines right in to the, to the picnic area. Um, no response uh, from them on that. Um, I was told by cultural services they needed a flat area there were lots of flat areas or alternatives around there. On top of it, also, um, some people from uh, landscaping could have been walked over there and walked the tables away 100 feet. Nothing. They just left a condition like that. Signage. There was signage put out that I called to Ari's attention that was misleading the public in believing that the entire Lagoon Park was closed when only parts of it were closed. So that's just another area that needs to be covered better in the future. Light trespassing. Um, the park is used 24-7 by the public. Um, certainly the vendors or whatever have a right to light their areas and safeguard their equipment. They have these like aircraft landing lights up uh, throughout the whole night. They should have had the lights there, that's fine, but they should have had shields on them to corral the light to their area of usage of the park, not to pollute the whole park with what's called light trespassing. Anyways, those are some things I just, oh yeah, one other thing here. Um, coming attractions. We'd like to know what's on the planning boards so we can have a role in it and that everything not be received a fee can play. Uh, if we have to do public records requests weekly, we'll do that. Anyways, it's going to get some more attention recently. I wanted to bring these issues to your attention and hopefully we can work on some solutions in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Important information and thank you for the suggestions. Do we have any other public comment? There are no other hands raised. Very none. Let's move on to the director's report. Max. Good afternoon, commissioners. Max Corton, director of Marin County Parks. Um, I have just a few items to go over and then also a short video to share with you. Um, I wanted to update you that our Rush Creek uh, Road and Trail and Restoration Project 
is currently uh, in a CEQA review period until uh, Friday and all the information about the project and how to comment uh, is on our website. Uh, additionally, our park reservation system, which has been closed uh, due to the pandemic is reopening and we'll start allowing reservations at all our reservable sites uh, starting June 15th. And we're, we're, our team is working on a new uh, reservation system, which will be live at the end of the summer. But thanks to the hard work of our team and our IST department, we we're able to dust off our old system to get it back up and running um, to get the sites back open again. And then uh, we've been working closely with North Marin Water District and Marin Municipal Water District on uh, water conservation and drought measures. Uh, the water MMWD has a goal of reducing water use by 40%. And our team is taking a number of different steps, including using uh, reclaimed water for all of our road and trail projects, um, looking at areas where we can reduce the size of turf that's irrigated by potable water, reduce uh, the frequency of waterings, um, and then uh, also look at uh, deferring some of the new landscaping uh, for projects that were to be implemented uh, this summer. Uh, additionally, um, you know, just wanted to note that a number, we're really lucky that a number of our park facilities are already on reclaimed water, including McGinnis Park, the McGinnis Park Golf Course, and Lagoon Park are all irrigated using reclaimed water, which are not affected by the uh, water conservation measures. We've also closed the restroom in Bolinas uh, at the request of the Bolinas Public Utility District uh, because they have a very severe water shortage. And so we've replaced that with porta potties um, for the summer. And then uh, I just wanted to mention that we are uh, in full swing with our defensible space work, um, doing mowing, uh, grazing, and then there is even going to be some partnership around um, uh, using fire on the landscape with, uh, in partnership with County Fire um, in just some minor areas. Uh, and with that, I wanted to ask Dana to share a video. One of the things we've really focused on recently is our Share the Path um, campaign with the SIT partnering with the City of Mill Valley and a lot of our um, nonprofit partners, Marin Bicycle Coalition, um, our trail partners, partners as well, uh, Marin Conservation League, um, and the Horse Council and others, uh, because we know the Mill Valley Sausalito Multi-Use Path is a, one of is our probably our most visited facility. And as youth sports get started up and people are going back to work, we're going to get a lot of visitors who haven't been on the path in a while back on the path. And just wanted to reiterate the safety message to try to avoid any kind of incidents out there. So Dana, if you could share this is a video that our team put together, um, and we're use it, putting out on social media. Can you guys see the video okay? Yep. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Brian Sanford. I'm superintendent with Marin County Parks. As our multi-use paths get more crowded this time of year, I want to remind you all to be courteous, know the rules, and be responsible. Multi-use paths are for everyone. Let's learn how we can properly share the path and get to where we're going. Use safe speeds. Different path users travel at different speeds. 
Travel at speeds that allow you to react in time for who or what might come. Keep right and pass left. No matter which way you're going on a shared path, keep to the right. Faster users should pass on the left. Don't block the path. Keep things moving in both directions and make sure there's room for others to pass. Please don't stop in the path or travel more than two abreast. Call out when passing. Tell them you're coming. If you want to pass, clearly and politely communicate your plans to other users so they have time to react. Look and listen. Pay attention. The first defense against accidents is being aware of your surroundings. Put your headphones and phone away so you can hear others who may want to pass. Use lights at night. Be visible in the dark. Lights and reflectors on pedestrians, bikes, and pets. Let other users see where you are, especially at night or when visibility is poor. Please wear reflective clothing. These rules apply to everyone. Whether you are traveling on foot, by bike, horse, or anything else, we are all pathway users and we must share the path and be respectful of one another. Let's all work together to be courteous, know the rules, and accept our responsibilities. Thanks for sharing the path! And a huge thanks to our uh, team and the partners who helped to make that, that video possible. There's also a shorter version that we've been using on social media and then working with our partners from the city of Mill Valley and Mill Valley PD to also get the word out through their channels as well. And that's all I have for my director's report. Brian may have a new career in the, in the future. Yeah. So uh, before we go to commissioner comments on the director's report, I want to open it up if there's any public comment. And Dana, I cannot see any hands on my screen. So if you know of anyone or hear of anything, please identify. There are no hands raised. Okay, seeing none. Let me go to the commissioners for comment. Anyone have a comment on the director's report? No. Anyone else? I do. Okay. Pat, please. Yeah, I'd just like to uh, congratulate Max and the team and all the stewards and rangers for uh, and the contractors for the hard work on uh, creating more defensible space uh, and maintaining the defensible space line. It's very important as we approach the fire season uh, to get that job done. And uh, I know uh, I know people recognize uh, recognize the effort when they see the goats out there, but there's a lot of other tasks that are being done too. So uh, congratulations and. Uh, I think it's one of one of the popular activities that we have for people to uh, enjoy seeing uh, seeing that happen. Um, and I know it's being done responsibly, uh, uh, also. So uh, you know, you do have to watch it's not overgraze in addition to um, in addition to uh, creating a fuel break. So uh, uh, I really appreciate hearing that and, uh, and also uh, delighted to hear that um, we're going to start our, our reservation system again. So I think it's another way for the public to get engaged and, uh, and participate with uh, programmatic efforts. 
Thank you, Commissioner O'Brien. Any other commissioners? Seeing none, I just want to express my appreciation for what Parks and Open Space staff has done with the vaccinations. I know that you guys have been uh, full steam ahead and manning a lot of our vaccination sites. And, and the latest statistic is we're in, moving into the mid to high 80% vaccination rate. And I think we owe a lot to the volunteers and the, the people from the staff that were out there working the lines. Thank you, Max, appreciate that part. Okay, moving on, let's go to the review of the minutes uh, for March 18th. Did all the commissioners get a chance to review the minutes? And I'd be open to any changes or corrections. I'll move approval as distributed. And I'll second it. No discussion? Okay, uh, Dana, could you please do a roll call vote again? Commissioner Gordado. Uh, I approve the minutes, but I was absent in the last meeting, uh, but, but I, I think I can still vote, right, for that. Yeah, okay, I approve. Commissioner Harris? Aye. Commissioner Kennings? Approve. Commissioner O'Brien? Aye. Commissioner Rafel? Aye. Commissioner Scrimmon? Aye. Commissioner Stomp? Okay, thank you very much. Moving on, agenda item number five, uh, announcement of the application period for the eighth year of the Measure A funded community grants and commission. I believe Kevin might be available to give us a little background or Max, one of the two of you. This is an exciting project that we're on. Good afternoon, Chair, Commission. It's hard to believe that we're announcing our eighth round of community grants. Uh, it seems like just yesterday that we rolled out this program. We have two exciting updates this year. Um, you know, for the most part, the structure is the same. We have about $100,000 available. We're giving out up to $8,000 grants uh, as we continue to encourage organizations to take this money as seed money to sort of grow and expand their operations and ideas they're implementing into our parks and make a connection there with our communities. Um, the two key updates are one, that we're moving the application process and a lot of the information about the grant program onto the internet. So uh, our communications team at Marin County Parks, Tina and her team have created a wonderful webpage uh, with drop down boxes that show you everything you'd need to know in a question and answer format. Uh, I was very pleased to see that. I think it's really easy to navigate. I'm really grateful to that team. We also are going to be receiving applications in a letter of interest format uh, using an online form, which really helps with accessibility and makes the format more accessible to more um, types of uh, people who would like to fill out an application. So um, that'll be coming to me through email, I'll be able to share that basically in a spreadsheet format, similar to what I've shared with you in the past. The second update I have is that this year, um, for a couple of reasons, we're partnering with Behavioral Health and Human Ser and uh, Recovery Services under Health and Human Services at the County of Marin. It's Jay Africa and his team. We're going to focus this year's grants on um, supporting mental health in the community. And we're doing it for two reasons. One, looking back, uh, there have been significant mental health impacts due to COVID and factors related to COVID and other recent emergencies. And also looking ahead, uh, the research really tells us that as we continue to experience uh, the outcomes of climate change, 
that uh, it's important to continue to build uh, resiliency around mental health and personal well-being um, to sort of confront the changing environment that we're facing and, and um, upcoming emergencies. So we're doing it for those two reasons. I think we'll continue to invest in mental health uh, through this partnership. But, um, you know, Parks has really shown in the research that it has a number of mental health outcomes. It improves uh, or it reduces stress levels. Uh, it improves just general outlook on life and, um, you know, just uh, kind of like feeling of um, good moods, uh, mental well-being. It reduces stress, um, as I mentioned, and, and depression. And, uh, you know, specifically, there are a number of recommendations around how parks can support or facilitate increased mental health. And just to name a few, generally just talking more about mental health, um, things like depression. So facilitating or enabling those conversations and that awareness is helpful. Uh, one thing we're seeing from our grantees currently as they're able to actually bring groups back out into parks is using our parks to provide social environments where people still aren't comfortable indoors, but we're now seeing more and more grantees come back online. And instead of just doing online programming, they're beginning to bring small groups outdoors to really help them to reconnect with people uh, in person and not just in this virtual format that we're um, in today. And then uh, recommendations also encourage partnering with um, mental health organizations like uh, Behavioral Health and Recovery Services. And so that's a big reason why we're doing that. I wanna just mention, in addition to just giving out grants like we've traditionally done to organizations that will help to improve mental health, there are three additional sort of added benefits we're doing this year. One is um, in partnership with Behavioral Health and Recovery Services, we're um, making more accessible to, through our community partners through the grant program, uh, what they're basically calling like a first aid recovery program. So this is uh, sort of some basic training for residents in Marin about how to um, protect your mental health, how to improve your mental health. Uh, you know, there are terms used like presencing, which is the ability to sort of center yourself and um, find some stillness even when things are going wrong in your life. So um, there'll be some basic training provided to all of our residents uh, in partnership with parks. Um, there's also going to be some training provided to uh, both park agencies as well as our community partners through the grants. And that training is going to really focus on supporting wellness in the field, uh, as well as engaging with residents through trauma-informed approaches. So it's really sort of like the cultural competence approach, knowing the people that are in your parks or that you're serving and uh, working with people who um, basically come to the services um, from different places of mental health and, and working with people compassionately. So there'll be some training for us. And then finally, um, I just want to announce that we'll be rolling out this summer a park prescriptions tool to really help uh, healthcare providers of all kinds implement park prescriptions by coaching about park access um, with all of their patients. So uh, our partners with Innovative Health Solutions have created a wonderful tool they've rolled out in Napa and Solano and other counties. And what it basically does is it helps a healthcare provider no matter what area of healthcare you're in, walk down the list of why, you know, is it important to go to parks? What are the health benefits of going to parks? 
what did you expect when going to a park? Things like planning for rain, uneven surfaces, you know, the whole spread. And then finally, it ends with some recommendations for what parks you can visit locally. And um, the parks we focus on are places with shade, restrooms, you know, all the things that you would visit um, no matter what your needs are so that you are accommodated. And um, it ends with giving our websites. So you can obviously explore a greater range of opportunities to get outdoors. Um, but we'll be doing a webinar later this summer in partnership with a number of folks uh, to just educate more about the health impacts of parks and um, how to get outdoors and how to encourage people and motivate people. So that chair, I just wanna say that um, as we do every year, um, I'm just asking you to select two or three commissioners to again, participate in the um, grant application review and selection process as we prepare to come back to this commission in July and make some final decisions. Thank you, Kevin. And this is an action item, but first let me open it up to see if there's any public comment on Kevin's presentation. Hearing there are no hands raised. There are no hands raised, thank you. Okay, well, let me bring it back to the commission and. And I'd just like to start out by thanking Kevin. I've had the, the fortunate role of helping to work on this project. And this is one of the most exciting grants that I think that we've been doing in the last many years. Um, mental health, of course, is my field. And I really think that the time is perfect for us to really be working with other community agencies. It's exciting to have Dr. Africa and his staff and that whole organization really joining forces with this. And that's what we were trying to accomplish with this program of really being able to use all the resources to maximize our way of really impacting the community. So um, anyway, I think you've done a fabulous job, Kevin. And I know that you have more reading material for anyone who really wants a lot more detail that, that's really exciting. So I wanna open it up to the commissioners. Um, I'm definitely interested in continuing. If, if it's possible, we can have up to three commissioners before we start violating the Brown Act. But let me open it up for other commissioner inputs and uh, who else might be interested in participating in the grant process. I have a quick question. Uh, Kevin, how much money are we talking about altogether? This year, $100,000. And how many grantees do we have last year, ballpark? I think we had 19 actually, a, a record high. Okay, so you're looking at an average of about 5,000 a grantee. And given what you've said, do you anticipate perhaps winnowing that number down to have more of an impact? Because at the start of what you said, you said you were gonna put this on the internet to open it up to perhaps more people. And then at the end, you said you were gonna focus on healthcare. So it, it, it seems like that, that's going in the opposite direction of each other. Did you give thought to just winnowing it down to maybe four or five and make more of an impact? I found that actually the impact is not related to the dollar amount, mm -hmm. that oftentimes um, we've seen the greatest impact in some cases with like $4,000 grants. And so after years of this, I'm more and more sold on the idea that it's actually the smaller grants, $8,000 and below that have the greatest impact. Okay, thank you. Pat, Commissioner O'Brien. Um, yes, uh, I think that's a, a great report, uh, Kevin. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but there's an international movement called Healthy Parks, Healthy People. 
and uh, National Parks does that quite a bit. But it started in uh, Melbourne, Australia, Parks Victoria, and spread throughout the Commonwealth, and then eventually started spreading throughout the rest of the world. So they they have a tremendous amount of information if you go to healthy parks, healthy people. Also, I'm sure they'd be like you're really doing some cutting edge stuff here. So I, I think they'd be very interested in hearing about what you're doing too. Uh, so I think. Uh, of promoting that program uh, so that people literally around the world could, could see what you're doing is fantastic. Also, uh, California Park and Recreation Society, you know, they have their publications. So any information or, you know, a small article you could send to them, I'm sure they'd be happy to publish and talk about what's, how Marin's on the cutting edge here. Thank you, Pat. Just to add on to that also, once we get this program established and it gets well known, it could be open for other agencies to pick it up and help fund it or community uh, foundation, lots of different funding possibilities. Um, good suggestions, thank you. Other commissioners? Yes. Oh, Pat, you're muted. Commissioner O'Brien, you're uh, muted. If if you need another person on the committee, I'd be interested. Okay, thank you. Any other commissioner comments? Uh, this is Oscar Cordado. Yes, I have to, I wanna ask a question. I, I, I love the idea of having this, uh, this grants for mental health and it's very, very important for the community. Um, is, what is your deadline for this process that you're doing? I read it's June 17, right? That's a great question, exactly. So letters of interest are due June 17th and that's all that will be required. So the good news about the small grants is also that there's a lot less paperwork required to apply for a grant. Oh, okay, okay. But the process, the meaning and the process election will be after the after June 17, right? Okay. Correct. So then you know the smaller group will meet and discuss the applications and then in july during the parks commission meeting um, the parks commission will then recommend to the board a final group of grants and so the board will sort of finally authorize those in in august and that'll be the start of that grant period yeah okay in that case i would like to volunteer too if possible yeah because um, I'm, I'm gonna be out of the of Marin County until this June 17, but this, I, I think I can, I can be here on time to, to be part of the process, selection process. Thank you. Any other commissioner comments? Hearing none, let me go forward with, this is an action item, select either two or three commission members to work with the department staff in the grant selection process who will then report back to the commission regarding recommendations. And from what we just heard, I think we have three people that have raised their hand as being interested. Want to make sure there isn't anyone else. And hearing none, um, I entertain a motion to uh, select these three. Make so moved. Is there a second? I'll second it. Thank you. Uh, Dana, one more roll call, please, since it's an action item. Commissioner Guardado? Aye. Aye. Commissioner Harris? Aye. 
Commissioner Kennings? Aye. Commissioner O'Brien? Aye. Commissioner Rafel? Aye. Commissioner Scrimmon? Aye. And Commissioner Stomp? Thank you very much. Let's move on to item number six, uh, an update on the Bucks Landing property. Let's go back to you, Max. Yeah, I'll introduce it and then I'm going to hand it over to uh, Tara McIntyre. So, um, yeah, and this, you might remember Bucks Landing is a, a park property that uh, we acquired uh, recently. And so we just thought this was a good opportunity to give you an update about what's going on with the property and sort of what our future uh, possibilities are there. So I'm gonna turn it over to Tara who's stepped in. Craig Richardson was uh, planning to give this uh, presentation but had a, ended up having a conflict at the last minute. So a huge appreciation to Tara for jumping in. She's, uh, she's had a, a lot of actually um, uh, done a lot of work supporting this property. So uh, thanks Tara. Can everybody hear me? I'm just, I'm coming, I'm like literally finishing final touches on the PowerPoint and I'm like here. So just, I was like, I hope my computer works. Um, so let me share, uh, well, first, thank you um, for this opportunity. I always enjoy uh, uh, presenting our, our work to you. So this is really exciting. And let me share my screen. I'll see how this goes. Bear with me, fingers crossed everybody. Um, my Dana will come in and I'm gonna, in the beginning. All right, do we have, everybody see that PowerPoint full screen? All right, good to go. All right, well, so my, I, just to give you a little, I'll talk a little bit about the background on the project um, and I'll lean on Chris and Max if I miss anything because um, I was not involved in the acquisition, but just, you know, Bucks Landing is like Max said, we purchased this, finished the completion of the purchase back in just over a year ago, February, 2020. Um, and it was a long, you know, process. And, and this project or this property is, is really beautiful. And, if, and for those folks who are watching or, or aren't familiar, um, the, the, the Civic Center's down here um, and Bucks Landing, if you go on North San Pedro Road past, um, uh, all the way over, not quite to China camp, but it's over here, right here in this little corner. Um, you you kind of have to look for it. We don't have a sign there yet. That's coming. That's part of the slow sort of improvement projects that we're working on, which is what you're going to see here momentarily. Uh, so just to give you the context of where we're talking about, for those who don't know. Um, and here is uh, uh, some imagery just zooming in a little bit. So if we go back, this is you know where we are. The bucks is, you'll, if you see my cursor here, this is what we're gonna see on the next slide. So this is the actual um, property boundary of the acquisition. And, and then this is kind of the existing conditions of, you know, this is a boat uh, storage down here um, in this parcel, which you'll see more images here. Um, this is a Heron Hill that we already, have acquired, and this is the additional land that is adjacent to that. But for this presentation, we're gonna focus on down here. Um, and here's a few images of, of it, it's there's a kayak, or this is a launch, it's a boat launch that is active, um, and this is high tide. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's a really amazing property. If you haven't been down there, you're right on the creek, and uh, 
um, it's it's really stunning. It's it's a really special uh, place. So um, this is images from the parking lot. Uh, this is uh, you'll see the it's pretty informal on the right. This is this is the launch area, and you can see we've already started putting up signage. Uh, we have a, this is the first sign I showed you. This has the rules and regulations. Um, there's even a, a decoy that's become a little mascot. That's a canvas back for anybody who's interested. Um, and, uh, and so this is looking back up at the entrance road. And this is, the, this is not the county property, but everything you see on the right is. And this is the road that leads back up to San Pedro or San Pedro Road, just to give you a little site visit. So as part of our, our efforts here to, to take you know, this property and make it more public ready, uh, we, we uh, worked on getting some minor site improvements to uh, you know, have the public uh, visit the site. And those included um, a restroom, a more formal restroom, it's a portable, but make it uh, a little bit more formalized with an ADA parking stall a van accessible and a little picnic area. And just to kind of tide things over until we're able to really look at this property fully and, and plan for it a little you know, more long-term. So this was just a site improvement uh, uh, project that we just completed. And I'll show you some photos here um, in a second. So this was the existing, what we started back in, uh, I think I took this back in January. There were some buildings here before, so that's what you're seeing is the concrete concrete slabs um, that we took down as part of this work. There was a septic tank that had to be pumped and filled. We worked with environmental health to make sure that was done uh, to code. And, and then we went out to bid. We put this as a public project. We put this out to bid in, I think, December, January. And we had a tremendous amount of interest, which was really great. We had some really good bids and we ended up with a really fantastic contractor. And uh, so we commenced to work, I think in, it's all a blur at this point, I think it was March we started this construction. And as you can see, uh, we ended up working and we had to remove this, the, um, the, there was probably about 10 inches of brick uh, interestingly enough, they just, the contractor kept calling me and saying, we keep finding brick, there's more brick. Um, it was like a little uh, dig there. Um, and so with time, we were able to get the, the new parking stall installed here. And we, this is the beginnings of the, the restroom screen. We put in recycling and trash receptacles, new uh, DG picnic area. We retained the existing trees that were there. Um, just because it was, they're, they're doing okay. They're surviving pretty tough conditions. Uh, not, they're not irrigated. And like, well, let's just make use with what's there. Um, and, and then these are some of the final images. We just finished maybe, I think probably about three or four weeks ago, we completed. Um, we're about to close out the contract. We have uh, some site fencing. There's the new restroom screen. Uh, which the restroom is in there. I don't know if I have any photos, but now the, the mulch is in, um, it's open and ready to, to be used. And uh, you'll see here, you know, this is the part of the ADA accessible, van accessible site. Um, and 
our all gender restroom. And uh, that's, that's, the, that's the project. I mean, this is part of something also long-term that like I mentioned before, that we'll be in, engaging with some long-term planning for the whole property and other things that we have coming up shortly are addressing the uh, entry signage so we can make sure you know, people know where to turn um, and uh, also more rule signs and, and just more uh, wayfinding elements. But if anybody has any questions, um, we're here to field any. So that's, that's the update on Bucks. Invite you all to visit. Okay, any questions from the commission? O'Brien, Commissioner O'Brien. What road do you take off of San Pedro? Uh, or is it marked, it's not marked yet? It is not, let me go back up. Let me find that. Uh, oh, I went too fast, sorry about that. Get back right here. It is right off of North San Pedro. There's a really um, tight kind of, it's not a hairpin turn, but it's a pretty significant, uh, let's not say, it's, it's on a corner. I don't think there's any signage there right now, but again, that's what we're working on. Is that you, can, you can see where the boat storage is then and just go down that way? It's, I, you can't actually, you, you see the boat storage once you go past it. So once you start seeing boats on your left, if you're going towards China camp, you've gone too far. It's okay. kind of, you, you come up a rise and then, and it's sort of this dirt road on your left. Okay. And, um, but it's- uh, Okay, it's, I, I got you, it, I think I got yeah. it. And there will be a sign in the not too distant future, right? right? It's a driveway right off of North San Pedro, not a road. Right. It, yeah, right, it's, it's gravel. Yeah. Commissioner O'Brien, if you call me, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> Other comments from commissioners? Like Roger. Commissioner Harris. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Tara, thank you for that report. Um, it's a great addition to the park system. Um, really um, terrific. Um, I, I know that your, your presentation was on the, the um, Bayside. But I'm kind of curious um, about the upland portion. Um, has there been planning for that? And may maybe you haven't been involved in that, but I I'll ask a few questions. On the upland portion, has there been planning for that? Um, will the upland portion be open space or will it be parkland? And, um, and um, just out of curiosity, are the herons still roosting up there and, and nesting? And or do you know that those questions answers? I don't. I don't know if Max or Chris can field. I don't know about the herons, but I that's really exciting. I'm sure um, uh, folks on our resources team would be able to answer that. Um, but Max and Chris would probably field the other questions. Sure. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know specifically about whether the herons are roosting or not um, right now. But the but I can tell you that the you know the side the south side of North San Pedro Road, that land, both Heron Hill and this property, you know, I, I think this was acquired as parkland, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're managing in a similar way to our open space on that other side, because it's, you know, there's unimproved, there's not, you know, any facilities on that land. Um, there's a, you know, old, there's a fire road essentially on the, um, on the Heron Hill 
property. Uh, but the access is not very, there's not great uh, access off of North San Pedro for that. Um, and, you know, the main activity we've been working on there is just sort of defensible space fuels reduction, the understory, that there's eucalyptus on the, um, on the Heron Hill property, but the understory on both properties has a whole bunch of uh, broom, older broom. And so our teams have gone in there to remove broom uh, over the last uh, couple years. And then also, you know, interfacing that sort of areas had um, some, um, you know, homeless uh, unhoused individuals, um, not like uh, staying for long periods of time, but passing through there. And so um, trying to connect those folks with services and then cleaning up uh, trash on the property has been sort of the other component of our management. There's a beautiful little grassy kind of hill, the top of the hill up there's grassy with some, you know, sort of smaller oak trees. Um, so it's at some point it would be nice to think about ways to incorporate it into our sort of recreational planning. Thank you. Other commissioners? Hearing none, I just want to add, thank you very much for this report. Really nice to see the pictures. Uh, a little bit of a story. I got hired by the County of Marin back in 74, the end of 74. And one of the old time county employees, I had an office at the Civic Center. They took me down to Buck's Landing and they said, this is the perfect place. Get away from the Civic Center, have all this beautiful nature surrounding you and just rest. And it was fabulous. It was something that we would go down to, you know, a couple times a month or something like that. Of course, there was an old funky bar down there too. But anyway, it was gorgeous then, and it looks like it's going to be much improved. Thank you for your presentation. And Commissioner Scrimmon, if I may, just to add, um, I actually got confirmation. The physical address of Bucks Landing is 665 North San Pedro, and it's the next left after Upper Road. So as you're heading east from the Civic Center, just past Upper Road on the left-hand side is where that driveway is into the, to the property. Just keep going. You'll find it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I didn't ask for public comment on this uh, item yet. Let me see if there is any. There is one hand raised. And they are now allowed to talk. Larry Minicus. Um, Tara, I just want to thank you for the presentation. When, when you guys announced, oh, I don't know how many months ago during COVID that you had bought the property, I went down there and I was totally confused as to what was public, what was private. And I said, I don't even think I should be here because I'm going to piss someone off. And anyway, it, it looks great. Um, I want to mention also that um, I live on San Rafael Hill and I want to talk about accessibility to it. It only takes me five minutes to get to, to pass by there. And if you're anyone's looking for it, basically when you can see the bay, that's when you're there. As soon as the bay shows up, you're right there. It's, you, you can't miss it at that point. And, and that's really it. Just a really good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're working on, I mean, and that's true. It, it is when you go down there, it's, and um, one of the things we're, we are aware of, and I think with the new, this new improvement, it's definitely more clear. And with our signage, it's more clear. And we will continue to kind of reinforce those boundaries. Um, uh, so people feel comfortable down there and, and, and sort of they can know where they can be and where they shouldn't. So, but thank you very much. Thank you. Any other comment? No other hands raised. Okay. 
Why don't we move on to item number seven, which is an update on the community survey. Max, do you wanna handle this or Chris? Yeah, I will. Thanks so much. Again, Max Corton, Director of Marin County Parks. Um, and I am going to, hold on, I'm gonna share my screen here. Let me pull this up. Okay, can you all see that? Yes. Okay, great. So, um, so yeah, we, you know, for the last several years, we've been looking as we get towards the end of um, our currently authorized uh, Measure A sales tax funding, um, you know, about ex looking at extending this. And um, a couple of years ago, we put out a community survey asking the community, uh, you know, what they thought about our use of Measure A funds and also, you know, what they thought about how those funds should be used in the future and whether they thought the need uh, in certain areas was growing or diminishing. And, you know, that was really helpful for our budgeting and just checking in to make sure that we had the right priorities. And uh, we wanted to do that again, as we were looking at the, the, the measure running out in April of uh, 2022 and considering uh, putting an extension on the ballot um, we wanted to check in again, and I think, you know, it's probably a best practice that we'll try to do every couple years. And I wanted to take you through a little bit of what this, we're going to put out this survey probably in mid-June, um, but I want to take you through a little bit of this and then also just give you an update about our, um, our uh, measure extension uh, potential efforts. So uh, there's a, some basic sort of background questions. And again, this is this. We had about five thousand responses last time. It goes out. Um, we put it out like on Nextdoor is how we got the most responses to all the Nextdoor uh, groups around the county. But then also through our uh, partner community partners um, and social media, other social media. Um, and so it asks about how often people enjoy open parks and open space. What do they like to do in parks and open space? How do they get information about it? What are the biggest obstacles to enjoying parks? And then are people aware of park or open space improvements in their community? And then, you know, this is the area that's been really helpful from the past is, you know, talking about the sort of, we tried to break down the way that the funding was, is utilized. And some of those areas are, um, you know, part of the ordinance itself, like the 15% for city, town, and special district parks, um, the farmland preservation component or the land acquisition component. But then the other portions here are the, the ways that we typically break down our expenditures within the 52% that's set aside for parks and open space. So for visitor services programming, wetland restoration, sea level rise adaptation, fuels management, vegetation, trail maintenance and improvements in our park facilities. And then, um, so the first one is, you know, how important are those things to you? And the second one is, please, you know, to asking folks to rate the way that we're currently spending our funds. Um, and then overall, how good of a job are we doing in spending these funds? And then again, looking at those same categories and asking uh, the community members, 
should we be, should more or less or the same level of measure A, B, A funds be spent in each category in coming years? And then there's an open-ended question at the end, um, just asking for more comments. And I think, you know, this was really helpful years ago, our top three areas by far were, um, you know, interest in uh, road and trail improvements, uh, park facilities, uh, vegetation management. And vegetation management actually was the number one uh, area we're interested in us focusing by far. Um, so, uh, so that's just a little uh, preview of, uh, of the survey. And then it's uh, out on June 15th. The other thing that we're looking at is, you know, when an extension of Measure A might be on the ballot. Um, you know, we had been uh, planning that it on potentially be on the uh, primary, the the June 2022 primary. But we're also now looking at the potential for a statewide recall ballot, which could be any time from September through November of this current year. Um, so that would be a short, much shorter timeline. And so we're just working with um, the uh, county administrator and others just to understand uh, what our options are for that and how that might potentially work. Um, and so I think that all of those reasons, it's important for us to um, sort of check in with the community, see how we're doing and, and get some feedback uh, on measuring and happy to answer any questions. Let me start again with there's any public comment, any public questions? There are no hands raised. Okay. Let me bring it back to the commissioners. Any commissioner like ask a question, make a comment? Um, yeah. Commissioner O'Brien. I think I yes, see- uh, uh, I, I was very impressed with this uh, draft survey uh, let me suggest we're in the opening paragraph that you add the word existing tax because it just says measure A is a tax. Some people might just assume it's going to be a new tax. And so they should do us an existing tax. And I just had one other comment under your categories of, you know, where people would say what their interests were. It says a land acquisition. I would put park land acquisition. So they, I know these things are just obvious to us, but not necessarily to the public. So I would I would put parkland acquisition or open space, something like that. Some kind of predicate. <laughs> that was my only comments. Thank you, good comments. Other commissioners? Um, I have a question, Max. How many people in Marin do you think are actually going to get a chance to see the survey? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, last time we got about 5,000 people responding. I think, you know, hopefully we get a similar amount of responses this time. This isn't like a scientific poll or survey that, um, you know, trying to reach a broader part of the community. And again, last time we reached out in a number the most responses we got was from uh, Nextdoor, which is great because that, you know, really cuts across a broad swath of the can. And, uh, and so, yes, yeah, it's, it's helpful. 
And I assume that if any of the commissioners have another group that they think would be good to be given access to the survey, you they could get that information to you. Yes, it's oh, it's a we'll be sharing we'll share the link with all of you when it goes live as well, and people can feel free to share it also with any other groups in the county. It's we're just trying to get as many participants as possible. Yeah, I don't know if I actually received uh, in the email a copy of the survey. Is that something you could send out to the commissioners just to see? Yeah, it's not live yet, so I was just sharing a draft, and we can um, we more. can yeah, that would be great so we can review it and maybe add a little bit more. Yeah, Tina just texted me that there's 150,000 individuals that are um, on Nextdoor. Oh, the other thing that we typically do is put a put it out through the Marin IJ as well. And so we typically get a lot of responses that way also. That's good. Thank you very much. Any other last comments, questions? Seeing none, let's move on to item number eight presentation on a department's proposed budget for fiscal year 2021-22. All right, you get to listen to me some more here. So let me see, I'm gonna share my screen. Hold on one second. Okay. All right, you all can see that? Great, okay. So you, you all may be familiar with this. Uh, you know, this is the, um, uh, similar present to you in, in prior years. And, um, you know, in the past, we've talked about, you know, specifically our uh, road and trail work plan and our vegetation work plan. And those are sort of more detailed. And this is the higher level summary of, um, you know, our budget overall. And, um, and, the, all those work plans go into this and I'll touch base sort of a high different types of projects we're proposing for this coming year. And after, you know, we present this to you as an informational item, it comes to our board for sort of a high level presentation on, and then on June 22nd, there's a budget hearing uh, in front of the board uh, where the, uh, the board approves the budget. And uh, so this shows our three main funding sources, the open space district funding, uh, our measure A sales tax funding, and our, um, our general fund, which uses both uh, the, um, this is our general fund revenue, and then also our revenue from fees and lease uh, revenue. And I think one of the things to really call out here that's, that's really positive is that, you know, last year at this time, we were looking at a 25% decrease in our measure A sales tax funding. And uh, because of the pandemic and the, you know, closure of a lot of businesses. And then in our general fund, we're also looking at um, a decline in uh, funding. And, uh, you know, really a lot of areas of the economy have really bounced back quickly. And we are projecting that our uh, measure A revenue is, you know, practically at pre-pandemic levels uh, for this coming year, which is, um, which is really great. Uh, and then additionally, that our, our general fund revenue is also, um, you know, not showing a decrease. And one thing actually that's been really positive is the golf course at McGinnis has seen a lot of activity 
over the last year. And so our lease revenue at the golf course is up significantly. So in terms of revenue, um, we're, we're doing much better than we expected. Uh, and so uh, this is looking again at those three main sources. You know, there's also our CSAs, which are uh, a smaller um, uh, budget area, but the, uh, but, uh, uh, the open space district, Measure A and parks. And this is a good way just to show, you know, Measure A has the 15% uh, set aside for cities, towns, and special districts that we um, subgrant the funds to. Uh, farmland preservation is a grant program funding agricultural easements and also agricultural uh, preservation projects, natural resource related projects on um, uh, ag land. Uh, and then there's a reserve for uh, park and open space land acquisition. And then, uh, you know, the brown here is uh, salaries and benefits and other fixed costs like utilities. And then the green portions here are what's available for uh, projects, services, and supplies. And then this is looking at our, our budgeted project costs for the coming year. You can see the main sort of categories, the biggest one as has been in past years is our parks facilities. Um, and then uh, both maintenance and projects. And then uh, funding our other big categories is vegetation management, or sorry, brown is vegetation management, green here is road and trail management, um, you know, public engagement equity. Um, there's also funding there for science and research. Uh, and uh, acquisitions and other other things. And I think the administration portion there is really related to some of the, our, we have to use our funding to pay for our county council and HR and some of the other um, uh, county uses that we have. Uh, and then um, this is looking at all of our employees. We have employees of those uh, 89 are regular hires, so the rest are all seasonal employees, these 57 uh, seasonal employees, and that's really the bulk of our workforce. Nearly all of those are paid for by Measure A, um, so um, it's really uh, incredible lift. The, you know, those are the folks that do maintenance, that um, take care of our parks, that clean them, that do all the, you know, natural resources work, um, monitor for uh, you know, uh, songbirds and uh, um, really important work. And then of course, these rangers or visitor services rangers, um, our administrative team, our road and trail crew, our natural resource team and communications. And then these are just looking at our prior you know, wildfire safety, again, was a top community priority um, in our last community survey. And so we're really focused on our partnership with Fire Safe Marin, with the Marin Wildfire Prevention uh, Agency, and then other, other agencies as well. And, you know, just to note that um, that include grants, you know, we're, there's a lot, number of grants, you know, some that we're applying for, most actually that uh, others are applying for, but utilizing the funds to do some work on our land. So both 
MWPA funds that are in partnership with local fire agencies, and then also as our one TAM agency working on a regional forest strategy. So, uh, and this is really looking at, you know, we're, we're focused in our fuels reduction works at, on the, you know, backyard landscape on defensible space around homes. But the other thing I think we're really interested in, and we've been doing a lot of um, sort of more technical science-based work is what would it look like to have a landscape level strategy to manage our forests for both reducing the wildfire hazard, but also uh, supporting, you know, increased water retention for um, our, you know, lakes and reservoirs for uh, carbon uh, sequestration, and but also for ecosystem health. And so we have a, a working group among all of our land managers and our natural resources teams uh, uh, looking deeply into this, working with our fire partners to come up with a regional strategy. And then, you know, our grazing partnership with Fire Safe Marin and other local fire agencies and other landowners has been really helpful. Um, we're very focused on defensible space maintenance, like what this uh, Conservation Corps crew is doing right here. And, you know, a big part of how we get this work done is with workforce development partnerships like Conservation Corps North Bay that help to put um, people to work doing this really important work, but also that helps them in terms of gaining job skills, uh, education, and, um, you know, for some of them, a second chance after being um, incarcerated or having other challenges in life. You know, another priority is uh, conservation, stewardship, and science. You know, this is a huge part of our work. We have a crew doing early detection, rapid response to make sure that we're, um, you know, not impacting the incredible ecosystems on our preserves with new and um, uh, potentially, you know, uh, adverse uh, uh, invasive plants or animals. Um, and then uh, our Roy's Redwood restoration, that's an exciting project I think that you've had a presentation about that's currently in the CEQA uh, planning uh, process. Um, our wildlife picture index and community science efforts, part of our one TAM work to really understand the health of the ecosystems that we manage. Um, our volunteer programs where we log over 20,000 hours each year, uh, taking care of the environment on our preserves and parks. And then of course our focus on rare and endangered species. You know, we just discovered a new um, uh, population of uh, yellow-legged frogs at our Cascade Canyon Preserve. And, you know, it's just so important that we're able to um, get out there and find these really rare and important uh, populations and then be able to um, take management actions to protect them. Uh, our other priorities, so uh, recreation for physical and mental health, you know, if over the last year, our parks have been so popular as people you know, it's one of the few outlets that people have had to um, both gain mental health and physical health and be outside together. We have uh, trail improvements, including the Rush Creek trail improvements, uh, repair of a, a major bridge uh, and White Hill Preserve, and then planning for improvements on the Memorial Trail uh, near Terra Linda. And then uh, park facilities improvements. So a potential project to repave and improve the parking lot at McNears Beach Park. 
uh, improvements at the Black Point boat launch to have shade and some other uh, benefits there. It's paid for by a grant. Uh, same with McNear's actually another grant. Uh, and then uh, a project to potentially repave the Mill Valley Sausalito multi-use path uh, and a very popular part of that path. Um, and then planning for a potential paved pump track at Stafford Lake. And then, uh, you know, our, all of our program, our community grants programming, our one-tam community programs. And then uh, our other, other priorities, so adapting to climate change, we have several key sea level rise adaptation projects, both Thien Marsh, McGinnis Marsh, and Bolinas Lagoon. All of them have actually recently received significant uh, state and federal grant funding and regional grant funding. And you know that funding is not included whoops, in this uh, budget. Uh, this is just looking at our county sources. So um, it's not really reflected in that sort of where the, the project funding is going, but the, uh, those are really significant. And, and both McInnes and Bolinas are, are into the CEQA planning phase right now. Both themes a little bit uh, behind that. And then utilizing our, uh, our vegetation mapping, it's just been an amazing process, uh, part of our one-tam partnership to use LIDAR to map our land we're in the county and it's helping for fire, for civil rights planning, for many different things. Um, and then planning at Bucks Landing, as we mentioned, and then the other thing, you know, is water conservation and parks to address this current drought, but knowing that droughts are more likely in the future. Another community priority is community engagement and equity. Um, and as I mentioned, we're going to put out this community survey. Um, we have a staff equity committee and we're looking in the next year to starting uh, an external facing equity roundtable to gather input on our projects and programs. Um, with a centered around equity and um, and really to, to make sure that we're considering equity in everything that we do. Uh, we're launching a junior ranger program and also just wanted to call out the partnership with our trail partners with MCL, MCBC and the um, Rain Horse Council. And then lastly, you know, financial sustainability is really important if we're able to continue this work then uh, being able to extend Measure A is, uh, is potentially a big part of uh, being able to continue to do this, this kind of work. And that is the end of my presentation. Excellent, thank you, Max. Let me start with any public comment. Not seeing any hands or hearing anyone. Let me bring it back to the commission. Commissioners. Commissioner O'Brien. Yes, a great presentation, Max, and uh, certainly uh, the possibility of uh, Measure A extension going on the ballot even this year is, uh, is something everybody needs to be cognizant of. Um, I, would, I would suggest that I know that we uh, uh, ended the insert uh, for the activity guide because we weren't doing activities and we were consumed with the um, pandemic, but uh, it is uh, an important uh, communication tool uh, for Parks and Open Space uh, Department and District. And uh, 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 
and if measure A is coming in short order, the extension, then it would, I think it'd be somewhat imperative to consider reinstating that as an insert. And even if there aren't activities, uh, you know, you could uh, have articles about fuel, things that highlight measure A, like an article about fuels management, a couple of good pictures in there. Um, some of the, the facts that parks are open, you know, make sure people understand that. So there's, there's I think, a, other ways to communicate rather than just having a, a list of activities. Um, and, uh, and it gives the additional thing that you can, you know, everything can, in, in that insert could support the fact that measure A is, uh, is key to all these activities. So <clears throat> it's just a thought, but uh, I think it's, it's important to uh, consider that. And also congratulations to you and the staff for all your work on, uh, on the pandemic. Uh, certainly when I got my shots, I was able to see uh, several, uh, several of the staff I knew uh, there. So um, uh, uh, Marin County is doing a top-notch job and, and, and the parks uh, department staff is fantastic. Thank you. Other commissioners? Not hearing any. I would just like to um, underline what I think Pat is saying, which is those really good suggestions for us to, to help educate the public in a variety of different ways. Um, I'll remind the commission and, and all of us that as commissioners and county staff, we can't take an active role in Measure A, but we certainly can as a private citizen. I know I'm going to be finding ways that I can contribute and I'm hoping that our commissioners might be interested in doing that also at some capacity. But the more that we can educate the public about what Measure A really has allowed the best it will be in terms of them maybe considering extending it. I, I do also like the, the fact that we have one silver lining from the pandemic and that is our resources are at a much higher level than if we were spending at our normal level during uh, an annual uh, fiscal review time. So it's appreciative. I think it's a very impressive list of activities we have. And I like the concept about what we're trying to do in terms of uh, future climate change issues. Really appreciate you and what all the staff are doing in regard to that. With that, I don't think we have any other commissioners. I did want to um, announce, I think our next commission meeting is going to be on July 15th at 2 p.m. And then the final item on our agenda is uh, any commissioner like to report on any activities they've been involved in in the last several months. Not hearing anyone or seeing any hands raised. Yeah, uh, Larry has hand raised, I think. Oh, I can't see Larry on my screen. You're you, on can't, you can't see me. Uh, there you I are. Have, I've got a couple of things that I want to comment on. Um, I try to go to the regular meetings of MCL's Parks and Open Space Committee. And our staff, Max and John Campos and Carl and Chris, whenever they're there making presentations, they're succinct, informative, 
wonderful presentation. John Campos does an exceptional job, and sometimes he's the most important item on the agenda. So a big kudos goes out to our staff and, and their relationship to the partners that they've formed. The second thing, uh, I was recently at a, at a canal council meeting when we were discussing access to parks and preserves. A lot of the folks that live in the canal area are limited in their ability to access our, our properties. Uh, they don't have automobiles. There's no bus route that goes to where they want to go. So I sent a message to, to Max asking him if there was anything that we could do. And he immediately jumped on it. Kevin jumped on it. Tina jumped on it. And we'll be looking at a way to provide uh, a, some sort of access, either a shuttle or change in the bus routes to allow folks in the canal area to access our properties. So I really was appreciative of what Max and the staff are doing. Thank you guys and Tina. Good job, Larry, thank you. Anyone else wish to speak that I can't see? <laughs> Hearing none, I think I'll save Dana another roll call vote and just adjourn the meeting for today. Thank you, commissioners. Thank you, staff. Really appreciate all your time. Thank you. Be safe. Be safe. You too. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.